Hi, welcome to Honey. This is your host, Emily Joy. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm excited to be here with you guys today because I'm going to be honest, it's been a fat second since I've done a podcast, and this is the first one that I'm doing by myself. Not the first attempt, like, let's be honest here, but it is the first one that is going to be posted, and I'm saying that in Jesus' name. So... Today we are talking about some exciting stuff. So one of the, a really big passion that is on my heart is um, just to research and to talk about and kind of share about um, fast and slow fashion. Um, And I'm excited to kind of go into those. We're starting a little series, so I'm going to break it down further in further episodes, but this is just going to be like defining the terms, talking about what brands to stay away from, um, kind of giving you guys an overarching idea of what fast fashion is and why it's so detrimental to um, the world. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, this has been... um, just a really big passion that's been on my heart for the past like four or five years, I'd say. Um, I think it was 2018. I think so. Um, I, okay. So I don't know if you guys know who Sarah Therese is. She used to be a YouTuber, but now she's just like an Instagrammer and influencer and whatever. Um, but back when she was doing YouTube, I used to watch all her videos and she really got into, um, fast fashion or like slow fashion. Um, and she was like learning all about it and she would share it on her platform. And so at first I was kind of like, Oh, you know, like that's for her kind of thing. And she would talk about like the books that she's read and the documentaries that she's seen, um, and how she started thrifting and all that jazz. And I was just kind of like, Oh, you know, cool idea, whatever. And then I don't even remember when it really hit me. Oh, I had to do, this is what I tell everyone. Convictions are personal. And so this is not me trying to shove a conviction on you. I really believe that you, that every person's convictions are so personal. And so if the Lord puts a conviction on your heart, then you need to be steadfast to that conviction. But I didn't even know about like fast fashion at all until Sarah um, and she was sharing it on her platform. So I think it's really um, important to, um, I don't know, just like be on the lookout and like be aware of things that are happening in the world and like keeping your heart tender and open for the Lord to put convictions um, on your heart. So anyways, all that to say, we are going to laugh a little bit in this podcast, but it's going to be kind of serious because this is serious, serious stuff. Um, Anyways, so um, I went and I did my own research and I actually... um, wrote an entire research paper for a class I was doing. Um, so I, I first got interested like on my own and then I kind of used this class and this paper that I had to do like as an excuse to do a ton of research and write this paper to like really get it in my brain. Um, I don't know if anybody else can relate there, but I love writing papers on things that I'm passionate about. So I just was having a heyday with it and like went into deep dive researcher mode and it was like fantastic. So anyways, I took a lot of stuff away from that research 
And after doing that, it was just like, boom, I could not go back. And I, and I haven't, um, which is a huge testimony and so cool. But yeah, ever since that, I just am like, I have not been able to shop fast fashion at all. Um, just because now I know the stakes, like I'm no longer ignorant. And so I can't play ignorant. Like there are really big stakes. So if this phrasing is unfamiliar for you, if you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about fast, let me just break it down for you. Um, so I have my, all my terms and stuff written down here, um, so they can be accurate, but fast fashion is basically just the system behind, um, inexpensive clothing that is produced at a really fast pace. Um, or it's produced rapidly by fast, um, or sorry, by mass marketing mark. What's that word? Yeah. By mass marketing. Yeah. Retailers, um, in response to the latest trend. So basically what happens is whenever, um, you have the fashion shows, right. Um, all the big names and stuff come out with their, their, uh, fall pieces or their fall collection or their spring collection or whatever. Um, what happens is all of the like the mass producing retailers go and they basically like um, steal all the ideas of the big designers and then they make it um, more marketable for like an everyday audience and then they take all those products and and what they do is like the system is so uh, it's so intentionally made so that it's like constant, like there's constant influx or like inflow of products onto a retailer's floor. Like every week, there's constantly new products being got, being like are coming in basically. Um, and so the only way that they can do this is by keeping the prices really low. Um, and so to make prices that low, like it's literally not possible to get a high quality piece that is made well for what they're charging. So let's just take Shein, for example, that is a huge, um, fast fashion leader. Um, and basically what they do is like, if you're paying $5 for a shirt, it's going to be like 10 cents for labor, like 20 cents to make the shirt because the quality is so bad. <laughs> it's like, pretty much they're just using polyester and it's, you know, if you get something from Shein, like I remember the first time, like way before I learned about fast fashion, I remember buying like this skirt from Shein and it was like when peplum skirts were like a huge deal. Um, and it was like this royal blue thing and I put it on and I zipped it up and it instantly broke like instantly. And I was just like, well, there goes my 15 bucks. But here's the thing. Here's what fast fast fashion real retailers know. If that thing breaks in two weeks, you don't really care because it was what seven bucks, thirteen bucks, five bucks. Like that's not a really huge dent in your pocketbook. So they know that it doesn't really matter. So what that's done, what fast fashion has done, is basically created a system um, that encourages throwaway culture. So people buy a shirt, you know, three months later, maybe, um, you wear it, it falls apart or the seam is ripping out or it's not in style anymore. And so you just like throw it away. Right. 
So all of this is based on trends. Um, so micro trends mostly is like trends that come in and out of style in a matter of weeks and months. Um, if you think about, you know, back in um, the early 1900s, pieces were made with a lot higher quality, but they were made to last for a lot longer time. So you're investing more money into each individual piece, but each piece is going to last you 20, 30 years, which is something that you don't see in, in nowadays culture um, because every piece is so um, disposable. Um, and so there's no value that is attached to that piece of clothing because it's like, oh, well, it was just like three bucks or whatever. I just found it at Target for like $12, you know, like it's just, it's creating, um, yeah, you're not invested into that piece of clothing basically. So on the other hand, oh, well, let me just say a couple things that also go into um, fast fashion in the system. So yeah, it's, it's cheap. The clothes are cheap. The really low quality, they're trendy, promotes throwaway culture. It's all based on the high speed and the fast turnaround. So it's like how fast the factories can pump out those products, um, and how fast they can get onto the floor and how fast they can sell and how fast you're going to go through it and then buy more, if that makes sense. Um, and then negative environmental and ethical impact. Um, so they're like basically it's all about maximizing profit. The entire goal of fast fashion is how much money they can make. Um, and so anything that is not in that line of view, so, you know, people um, or the earth, uh, just, you know, the environment and the ethical side of it, like just exploiting people because they don't care because the whole goal is just money. So, you know, it's like, well, we don't really care if, you know, 20 people die in a factory fire or all these people are like, um, you know, in horrible working conditions or we're polluting the entire earth because the main goal is money and they're achieving that goal. So, um, but don't lose hope guys, there is hope. Um, on the other side, I like to use the term slow fashion as kind of an, an umbrella for ethical and sustainable fashion. But basically that is just the design, production, and consumption of clothing in a matter that respects both the planet and the people making the garments. Um, so what that entails is basically slowing down our own personal consumption rate. So um, fast fashion is basically, um, you know, based on the idea that like you're going to go through things as quickly as possible and so it's all about consumerism how fast can we get these products on the floor how fast can people buy them how fast can people go through them like I said so slow fashion is just slowing down our consumption rate focusing less on being just a consumer um and in turn that is like slowing down you know the whole process um, and so basically with slow fashion, you're going to be paying a higher price up front, but it's higher quality and it's going to last you for a long time. So the focus is on longevity and just like, um, better quality staple pieces. So it's like pieces that are going to be in your closet forever. So they're not as trendy. They're more like capsule wardrobe. They're more like, oh, I can wear this for the next 20 years. Like for example, a white t-shirt, you know, a nice like striped sweater, um, a really good fitting pair of jeans, a nice pair of leather boots or 
you know, vegan leather or like some nice white tennies or like a, um, a trench coat, you know, like things like that. That's like, that will always be in style and you will always look good and sophisticated and like put together. You know what I mean? Like when you put together pieces like that, it's like, you are just going to look good all the time and they're high quality pieces. So you feel good in them and it's just all around so good. Okay. Hold on. I need to take a sip of water really quickly. Oh, so good. So, um, I mentioned a little bit about ethical, um, fashion, (laughs) so, um, ethical fashion is basically focused more on the people behind, um, the scenes, like the people that are actually making our clothing, um, and sustainable fashion is more focused on like the environmental impact of the clothing that we're wearing. So I kind of use slow fashion as like the umbrella term. Um, So you'll hear me reference that. Um, But basically um, sweatshops. So that has to do with um, all of it, basically. Um, Fast fashion utilizes sweatshops a lot, which sweatshops, if you don't know, you probably have heard of it before. But basically it's just these really cramped, really horrible condition workplaces and like factories um that produce fast fashion so they're usually exploiting women and children especially um those are just like the population that they basically target because they're they're in third world countries so sweatshops are set up in third world countries so that the labor rate is cheaper um and so then they're ex um exported to places like the u.s and the uk and australia and stuff like that where it's like um first world countries and those are the people buying from these third world country um sweatshops and factories and stuff like that so yeah definitely exploiting women and children mostly really poor working conditions is kind of um the thing that sweatshops are known for so that means really low or none um like really bad non-ventilation really bad ventilation um it's really cramped it's really bad lighting um excessive hours like Um, There have been some studies that show people working for 75 hours a week, 75 to 80 hours a week with almost no breaks, no days off. Um, There are no fire escapes, really dangerous temperatures and surroundings and the icing on the cake, really low wages. So they're working for, you know, like a dollar a day or less than that. Um, So... Um, no fire escapes. That's a really big one that I'll probably hit on, um, in an upcoming episode, just like, I'm I think I'm going to go into like ethical fashion, sustainable fashion, and kind of like the flip ends with like fast fashion and what that correlates to. And then just talking about like capsule wardrobing and, um, 10 by 10 challenges and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys an overview of what fast fashion is so we can all be on the same page that it is not good. It is negatively affecting people all across the globe. Um, there are hundreds of millions of people, um, that are working in fast fashion or in these sweatshops and fast fashion factories. 
the biggest countries that are targeted um, are Bangladesh, Indonesia, China, and the Philippines, and just a lot of Asian countries that are really poor. Um, and they're just targeted because the economy is so bad, and so they can technically pay workers um, a non-livable wage, and it is not illegal for them. Um so, yeah, there's just a lot of underhanded things going on, and I feel like this stuff needs to be exposed because so many people don't know, um, and I'm going to go through a list really quick, but that their favorite brands are exploiting people and the environment. So I think it's really important to stay aware and on, like, just in the know about these kinds of things because what you do has real world consequences not just to you and the environment but to other people like you making a cognitive choice to buy from somewhere like Shein um you are putting people's lives in danger um so let me just go through the list really quick I think some of these are going to surprise you like I think we know the big ones Shein, Romway, Forever 21, H&M, Gap, Old Navy, Target, Zara. Zara is actually um, the founder. And I don't know if they're the current CEO, but I believe that they were the founding CEO of Zara was the one who created the whole fast fashion system. Um, so, yeah, not good. Um, Topshop, Uniqlo, Berkshire, um, ASOS, Cotton On, Abercrombie, Nasty Girl, Nasty Girl, <laughs> Nasty Gal, <laughs> Nasty Gal, um, Urban Outfitters. What I like to tell people is basically any, almost every store that you see at the mall is fast fashion. Um, and it's, it's sad because then people are like, well, where do I shop? I have a list of really great resources. Um, it's linked on the blog and it's got a ton of different um, shops that you can go to. A lot of them are um, online, but there are some in person. I really love Madewell and they do a good job at like spotlighting, you know, what has been like recycled materials or um, most of their pieces are made ethically and sustainably. So it's really important to do your own research. Um, I really recommend watching the documentary. It's called A True Cost and I believe it's still on Netflix or The True Cost. Um, it is incredible and very eye-opening. So that's a really good place to start. Um, I think the book Fashionopolis um, by Dana Thompson, it's the price of fast fashion in the future of clothes, is completely incredible. I am not quite finished with it, but so far it has been amazing and super duper informative. So yes, read the book, watch the documentary. There's so many other resources, which I can link below and it'll be on the blog too. Um, if you guys want to do a deep dive and just do your own research because it is imperative to know this stuff. Um, oh wow. Voice crack. <laughs> Help me Jesus. Um, 
So I just wanted to leave on this note um, in 1 Corinthians 10, 23. Um, this is Paul, and he's writing to the Corinthians, and it's in quote. It says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is con constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. So to th me, this verse ties so perfectly back with this concept of being aware of what choices you're making that are affecting other people around the, the globe. Um, it's so, so, so important. It just really is. And I feel the Lord's heart so heavy on this, um, just to make people aware that your money votes. So whatever you spend your money on is voting for that thing and for that company. And it's putting money in the pockets of, of the, that company and the big wigs. And like, it's just so important to do your research and to know what companies you're investing in, um, and what businesses you're supporting, because it really does have real world impact. So, um, take away, just be aware and please do not shop fast fashion. Just completely cut out places like Shein, Romway, Forever 21, H&M, um, Zara. Like, just completely cut those out. Um, there are better options. Like I said, there. I'm going to list so many um, shops down below. But also, so many people bring this argument to me. They're like, yeah, you're saying you have to pay more to get better quality and I don't have money. Every single person can thrift, so do not use that as an excuse. It is not an excuse. Um, probably 80% of my closet is thrifted, um, and I like to think that I put together some really cute outfits, so um, there are options. If you live in the Dallas area, I'm going to give away my spots. Um, Buffalo Exchange, um, Thrift City, um... There's one, another one in Dallas that I really love. I don't really love Goodwill. Um, just Me, uh, Plaza Thrift. There's one in McKinney that I like. Grace something. I will put a list of my favorite thrift stores too down below because I get some really great finds. Plato's Closet. Um but thrifting is just secondhand. So you're not actually putting money into the pockets of the companies. You're just helping support the thrift stores stay open and continue to sell secondhand clothing, which is amazing. And a lot of them are also tied to charities and stuff. Um, so you get to support that as well. But yeah, you're just giving those clothes a second life. Um, and you can find some really, really good stuff thrifting. So totally recommend that. Um, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to hop on and kind of share this stuff and we're going to deep dive more. I'll give you some more statistics and, um, some more info as we go forward in this series. So definitely stay tuned for those, but thank you guys so much for listening. I am really just thankful for your support 
and share this if you enjoyed it. Um, send it to somebody you know um, so that they can be aware too. And we can all just do this journey together. Um, you know, we're not looking for every single person to do it perfectly, but like just a collective of people coming together to do it imperfectly and just start somewhere. So I think that's really important. Like you're not going to do this perfectly like right off the bat, I'm still not doing it perfectly. Like there's sometimes that I, you know, when I don't have whatever options, I just like go and buy something that's like, I'm not proud of that, but you know, there's, it's about the, the journey and the progress and like just starting somewhere. So just start today and do some research and yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to pray us out. Um, and I just hope you have a blessed week. Um, thank you Lord so much just for your love and um, just for putting this on my heart and just giving me the ability to share it with others. Um, I just thank you for your heart for just slow fashion and just um, covering all the garment workers and all the all the um, women and children and everyone who is working in sweatshops. God, I just ask for your hand over them that you would just protect them. Um, you would just protect their bodies and their hearts and their minds and just protect everyone in this system and just your beautiful earth and just teach us to be better stewards of that. So we love you and we're so grateful for um, just the opportunity to make these choices and to live for you. Amen. Okay, love you guys. Have a beautiful week. Mwah!